Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Obvious. And that's going up against... Vanity. Hmm, two very different songs again and very interesting choices from the track wheel. Both with one-word titles, but very, very different from each other, of course. Um, Obvious is like a very beautiful, innocent ballad and Vanity is this fierce, sassy yet not so innocent up-tempo. So, without further ado, let's first start talking about Obvious. So, this is the final track, uh, track 12, as it appears on the track list from the debut album titled Christina Aguilera, released in 1999. Um, And I say it's the final track because on sort of the standard editions, um, or sort of the first pressings of the album, this is the final track which does close the track list. As we know, we are a sucker for track lists and listening to the album in the correct order as intended, as released on the track list. So this is sort of the last song that you hear when you do listen to the debut album from start to finish. So this song was written by Heather Holly and produced by Rob Hoffman, um, which is two names that we've spoken about before on this podcast. Um, And Obvious is one of four songs that they've done together throughout Christina's career. Um, And actually the only production and writing team from the debut album to sort of survive and make the cut to work with Christina again on the second album that she'd release, which of course would be Stripped. Um, And Heather Holly, I have to say, um, the songs that she's done together with Christina are all really, really nice songs. She's an absolutely fantastic songwriter and the stuff that they've made together has been very meaningful and very cute as well. Um, She has also continued to co-write on to Back to Basics as well. There's one song on there, Here to Stay, which she helped write as well. So it's it's sort of nice to see um this person that sort of worked with Christina from all the way back in you know late 90s to an album which she released in 2006 so for somebody to sort of work with Christina in quite um quite a sort of almost decade spanning um gap in between the the start and the last time she worked with her is uh, is something quite special and um heather is like i said a fantastic fantastic songwriter um so speaking of obvious um christina has said that this is her favorite track of the debut album um uh, when she has sort of been asked about it in in previous interviews and things like that and i can see why it's this beautiful soulful piano ballad which really showcases her voice um and lyrically, the song is very, very open to interpretation. Um, 
I personally think that it's about sinking into a depression or this deep emotive state and letting it take control over you but recognizing that it's happening um but also tormenting yourself that you can't really do anything about it except just embrace the emotions and let it sort of run its course through you and through your body um I mean, the other interpretation, there is another school of thought that think this song is about the emotions of feeling and falling and being in love. Um, hmm, I should take a poll and see what you avid listeners think, which way you swing uh, in terms of the interpretation of obvious. Um, But this is going back to why I say Heather is such a fantastic songwriter, because the song itself is so simple, but it's so powerful and so open to interpretation. And that is what you want as a good songwriter because it's art and art is supposed to be expressive it's not supposed to be literal um and you know the other thing as well is with this song it also um doesn't mention the word love like a lot of the other debut album tracks do um and this is what you know the pop artists of the late 90s were singing about you know love and and all this sort of schmaltzy stuff um and it doesn't really have any of those sort of classic cliche one-liners that you did get in this teen pop boom, um, which is why I think Christina has gravitated towards Obvious, um, saying that it is her favourite song off the debut album because it's not unique, it's not teen pop, 90s um, teen pop explosion, colour by numbers. Um, it's very much um, more than that. Um, you know, of course, it is very much sounding in, in, in that respect, uh, like I said, you know, it's a song that's wise beyond her years at the time of Christina recording it. As we know, she was about 16 or 17 years old when this happened. Um, and the sound is still, you know, following the grain of the late 90s classic power ballads. But in in a way, it actually seems quite timeless. Um, and what I mean by that is it's not something that you know, just Christina could have recorded. I could see somebody like Whitney or Mariah recording a song like this um, because it's very reminiscent of their sort of late 90s classic power ballads. Um, and it has this soulful quality, which um, they both had at the time and what was explored a lot later on in Christina's career, um, even more so on the second album of Stripped and, you know, even to some extent on Back to Basics and Liberation in terms of the ballads. Um, there has been sort of this timeless quality created with Christina and her ballads. And this is one of the things she's known for. She's known for her voice. She's known for her amazing ballads. But as well as that, she's known for our artistry and pushing the boundaries where it comes to stuff like this. Um, but, you know, it it's great that it started with a song like Obvious because the song is very different to the rest of the stuff that's on the debut album. Um, you know, I do Im I do love some of the background percussion and the other elements which add a sort of great warmth to the song and it's this sort of nice uplifting end to the album. Even though the lyrical content's quite down-tempo, it's this nice juxtaposition here and, um, yeah, just absolute match made in heaven. Um you know, sort of going back to the sort of the content of obvious, obvious and, you know, the musical aspect of it. As we know, Christina cited many times that she felt like she couldn't really explore her vocal chops and melismas and her classic Christina signature 
isms um that um that much on the debut album she was very creatively restricted um you know being a new artist in the industry um and she was told what to sing she didn't really sort of go into songwriting there were songs that were collected for her and given to her to sing and a, a massive roster of tracks were picked by a record label to sort of cherry pick together to to form an album and, and that's how things worked you know as an early artist um in terms of an artist very much early into their career you don't really have that control because you want to be um doing well for your record label and you want to get your foot in the door but you know, after she did get her foot in the door and got her creative control after parting ways with her management team from the debut album and working with people like Irving Azoff, who actually saw that this was a woman who was the real deal, capital R, capital D. Um, and this is why she ended up taking things into her own hands and ended up recording Stripped. Um, and then we started to see these classic Christina signatureisms, um, as what I call them anyway. I've said that twice now, but quote me on it. Trademark me. Um, but these sort of things are coming through more and more but um, you know with obvious you can actually really hear sort of the start and the roots of that in this song and her vocal ability is really allowed to breathe and it's nice that that is what ends the track list as well because it's this sort of lasting impression um, you know there's some great pop songs on that first debut album but obvious has that soul twist which we all know Christina for and we all love Christina for when she adds this soulfulness to her uh, her tracks and her the way that she sings and the interpretation of the music um, and this is probably why she said that it was her favourite song from the debut album and probably why she's worked with people like Heather and Rob again um, going into Stripped and, and further. But, you know, personally for me, this is one of those debut tracks that I would love to see her perform live with her newer, deeper and richer tone with this soulful grit that she has. Um, you know, her earlier stuff, uh, you can tell it's Christina. You know, Christina's got a very unique voice, but her register is a lot lighter um, she's hitting higher notes and things like that whereas as she's matured um, and as she's got older her, her voice has taken on this lovely deep richness to it and I'd love to hear some of her doing her earlier soulful ballads with this new sort of deep rich voice that she's got I knew we got this with you know Reflection for example years later for the Mulan soundtrack when it was remade by Disney into a live action film um, but this is one of those songs that because it sounds so timeless it would be really really nice to hear it um, you know it doesn't have that dated quality about it and I can imagine if she extended her Vegas residency the experience more and more she would have done more of her deep cut album tracks I think that probably would have been you know slid in here and there um, you know fan requests that sort of thing um, and this could be one of them I can see her doing this um, and I think it would have gone down really really well so of course we need to look at favorite parts and favorite lyrics as we've done for every song in Christina Aguilera track battle and nothing is different here so my favorite part is the the bit that starts with the suddenly these emotions it's where the song sort of picks up and a voice just soars and I remember the first time I sort of listened to it I had this sort of chill down my spine because I'd listened to the debut album and then this track was sort of nestled at the end and I was like wow this girl can really really sing um and it was that moment that that suddenly these emotions bit that is when I knew that she's very talented vocally um and very excited to see what she was going to do next um, my favourite lyric is, I'm the one who's in control now. I'm acting like a fool, do my feelings show. Um, I just I just like it because, you know, she's saying I'm the one in control and it's nice to sort of be in control of your own emotions and not let somebody else 
be the cause of what you do and everything like that um but it's okay to admit that even if you are in control you are still doing something wrong if you are um and sometimes it's good to wear your feelings on your sleeve um and your heart on your sleeve because you know it just gets it out of your system it stops things from bubbling up um so yeah obvious it's this just beautiful gorgeous soulful ballad uh definitely a highlight from the debut album i have to say without a doubt absolutely brilliant track so let's move on to the song that obvious is up against which is vanity so here we go with this song um so this is track 18 from bionic which was released in 2010 so it's the closing track on the standard editions of the album um as of course we know we've got the deluxe version of bionic where we've got those extra tracks added on to the end um i know in some territories for example in america it was ordered on one disc in the uk we had a separate disc for the bonus track so vanity still was the last track on the first disc and then you had to of course change the cd over the good old days of cd and the you know now everything's on spotify and streaming but um you know we had that was basically where vanity sits on the track list um so the song is written by christina um esther dean and claude kelly so you may recognize the name esther dean if you are a big fan of the pitch perfect films um as she is um in there and she plays um a role i'm not very overly familiar with pitch perfect but i know she's in there um but musically speaking she is the brains behind some of rihanna's monster hits um so rude boy um amongst a smattering of other major songwriting credits um but uh she's worked with christina before um on bionic um so vanity is this dance pop electro pop song um very much in the vein of the rest of bionic which is this giant nod to electro music and um how electronic music has made christina realize the bionic woman that she is she's given birth she's a mother now she's a woman in a field dominated by men um who has made it through you know over 10 years in the industry and is still going strong um so it's very much in the vein to all of that um and lyrically the song is about loving yourself and your image and your beauty and saying that it's okay to be vain about it and okay to be very tongue-in-cheek and and have a joke and a laugh about everything um so it you know it is a self-acceptance song but with this big twist of um just being you know absolutely having a barrel of laughs and being fun and and being happy um the song actually shows her as this sort of harmless like mirror kissing vamp i suppose you know in the beginning she says i'm not cocky i just love myself bitch um and um you know she goes on to saying things like every day i see myself i love me even more very tongue-in-cheek lyrics um and we've spoken about her tongue-in-cheekness on christina got a track battle before and we just i mean i love it absolutely love it it's a it just shows her sense of humor down to a t um and it's so sarcastic and dry and blunt and i just love it um there's a lot of sort of fairy tale references um mirror mirror on the wall um but then it turns into who's the flyest bitch of them all never mind i am i mean it's great it's great i mean move over snow white there is a new queen in town it's absolutely brilliant um and then it goes 
absolutely crazy. You know, in the middle of the, the, the track, she sort of interrupts the proceedings and starts to hum, here comes the bride, and says that she takes herself to be her lawfully wedded pitch, which, I mean, I remember the first time I listened to this and I was just like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I just love this song. Absolutely love this song. Um, And then the song ends on who owns the throne. Um, and then it follows by um, her son Max sort of replying to her saying it's you, you do mommy um, I mean if you told me before Bionic that Christina would record a song like this I would have been like hell no but it just works so well it's very Christina, it's very tongue in cheek and memorable for all the right reasons it just shows how much of a good time she wanted us to have listening to Bionic and to walk away from bionic having had an amazing time listening to it and just feeling completely lifted and that is what vanity is about um like i said very tongue-in-cheek lots of innuendo lots of sass um and so risque as well and so here for it um and this song definitely has to take the gold position of how brilliantly unashamedly risque and cocky it is um absolutely brilliant i remember when the song came out and of course you know Christina had a lot of bashing in the media when Bionic was out there was a lot of comparisons to artists such as Lady Gaga they were saying that she was more chasing trends rather than setting trends and you know I mean I don't think they just get I really don't think they get Christina's sense of humour I mean this is one of those songs that um just shows exactly what she's like and she is this sort of dry sarcastic but fun-loving free spirit and it shows so much of that on this track and you know we've seen how free-spirited she is and how amazing um of a person she is with you know behind the scenes footage interviews and things like that and and she's just putting that into her art and why shouldn't she record a song like this i mean she's got nothing left to prove so what if she's having a bit of fun i think it's I think it's great. I mean, we have to look at favourite parts here. I don't know where to choose, what to choose. But I mean, for me, it has to be the outro of the song. Um, You know, if the shoe fits, wear it bitch part. And then we get this amazing vocal sweep, which just carries on for seconds and seconds. It's just so Christina, so extra. It's a big, you know, F you to all the critics and haters that say that she is an over-singer or she's too cocky or she's got this attitude. It's like, um, you know, I'm here, I can sing, I have the ability to express myself creatively in a free way. If you don't like it, you can foxtrot Oscar. Um, it's just it's just great. I remember when I first heard that long note, I actually got shivers on the back of my neck. I thought she was gonna just carry on going. I thought, Whoa, when is this gonna stop? Um, this is it's just brilliant. It's just humour done in the right way and not cheesy at all. Um, my favourite lyric, um, I would have to say, is the I have to take myself to be my lawfully wedded bitch. I mean, it's the most cockiest part of the song. And whoever thought of the idea to include a part in a Christina album or where she basically is marrying herself, be it Christina, be it Claude Kelly, be it Esther Dean, I mean, they deserve a snog. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And just, you know, ultimate, ultimate songwriting here. Absolutely brilliant. Um... I have to say I do love that she has done it live pretty much every show um you know not only at, at um the Vegas residency the experience but also on the X tour um 
yes she's only done sort of a minute of the song but it's part of probably the section that is one of my show highlights which is the dirty vanity express and lady marmalade sort of medley um where she sort of starts on this sort of gold um throne uh and then um at the end she's dancing with the bar where it's the lady marmalade bit Uh, and it's just superb and the base of this song vanity it just goes off live it just is made for a stage it's it's absolutely great um you know of course this is a song that would fit right home in in a club I, i mean any club a gay club whatever um it just brings out something in everyone that is just fierce sassy cocky and you know i just love it absolutely love it so we've heard about obvious and we've heard about vanity but there can only be one winner so let's get that drum roll please and the winner is vanity congratulations to vanity that was a very hard decision to make between the two as they're both very different and obvious is a very meaningful song but for me vanity will just have that replay value and i love the playful vibe it just evokes this confidence in me it's just fierce it's very christina it's very tongue-in-cheek no one else could record a song like this um and it's just so unique to christina and i think that's the reason why it had to win so yeah commiserations to obvious um you know probably in another Xtina Trap Battle episode, it probably would have won, but Vanity just had to pip it to the post here. So, next episode, we'll be looking at two very delicate songs one from Stripped and one from Bionic. Which ones are they? You will have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Xtina Track Battle. Peace out.